Retro Blist is from here on out dedicated to Jane Franklin. The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. cavemen are getting bored of their normal lives of watching caveman tv and recording dumb podcasts so here they are trying to evolve into a greater species ooga booga booga ooga we uh, caveman bored i caveman bored out of my mind ooga two syllables mini you ooga <laughs> ooga booga dumb idea Everything we do, dumb idea. Every, every idea, dumb. Uga, me, dumb. You, dumb. (laughs) Uga, want to, Chuck Rock. Uga, booga, Chuck Rock. Uga, booga, is Chuck Rock name? No, Chuck Rock. I want to, Chuck Rock. Over Cliff. Uga, booga, who Cliff? Uga, you follow on head when child, booga. Uga, booga. Chuck Rock. Chuck Rock, great distance. I want to learn, Chuck Rock. Oh, you, you throw rock. You toss Booga. rock. Yes, dummy. Booga. <laughs> Booga, let, let's try Chuck Rock. Right. <laughs> All right. I, I try first, Booga. I, 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 count three. Booga, lift. All right. Count Booga now. Ooga one. Ooga. G. Ooga. Ooga me. Me. Not count to three. Not know how. Uh, oh. Ooga Booga. Broke back. Ooga Booga. My turn. Count, ah. count me down. Ooga. Count you down, Booga. <laughs> getting ready ready go three booga okay sky ooga okay fartin pants booga uh, you're doing it you're doing it it's amazing ooga we did it we did it ooga ooga booga we did it we did it ooga 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 hey I did it hey uh, uh oh. Uh, Uga me crushed friend by accident. Uga, they not pin this on me. I get out of here. Uga, while listening to <laughs> my favorite podcast, Uga Booga Retro.
welcome to a episode. Notice I didn't put any sort of adjective there. Of, nope, nope, nope. Of Retro Blessed, your home of the definitive voices in all of retro gaming. Well, we say that because we've been called that by very awesome fans. If I don't quit getting this pop-up on my laptop, I'm going to scream at it. <laughs> and it's just a thing that's just wanting me to, hey, we're having sales on stuff. I do not care. I don't care. Uh, I speaking love it. of Speaking of uh, that, I think this is one of those episodes we just got to keep in mind. We're trying to go every week now. Yeah. And that means even if we're... Uh, not a hundred percent. We're still going to try it because we're going weekly. That's right. And quality will suffer. <laughs> I mean, for example, even, I'm even more so than usual. Yes. Uh, to put it mildly, Johnny's had a rough couple of days yep. and I myself, um, I've just had a cold all week, but no cough, which is good until, until now today. Yep. <laughs> right now I need to cough so bad. So going to try to power through <laughs> and I feel really bad because this is a, patreon pick that's right our director michael thompson you too can be a director for five dollars at patreon or you can be a producer for three dollars or a scumbag (laughs) (laughs) a scumbag supporter for only a (laughs) dollar i'm just kidding our patrons are simply the best people that exist they are beyond (laughs) generous and i don't understand them because we've done nothing nothing i can't stress this enough how little we've done to deserve it <laughs> yep hey check us out on patreon i think you'll find uh you'll get your i want to say money's worth but you'll get you'll get you'll get stuff you'll get stuff and you'll get that feeling that you get when you help someone who's so much beneath you yeah like, you know, <laughs> really it's a charity if you think yeah, about it it is yeah just a charity that doesn't really deserve uh your thoughts <laughs> right or any sort of uh, uh of pity but we accept the pity for all it's worth uh, so go to patreon retro blist uh, and join that community that gets some exclusive audio if this is your bag uh then uh that's all there for your wonderful ears to hear and eyes if you're on a certain level even uh but trevor you said today we're covering a game from Michael Thompson, uh, one of our uh, uh, one of our Australian uh, mates, who uh, what what game has he decided to bestow? Where's it bestow? 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 bestow sounds better. Bestow upon us to play today. He has bestowed upon us Chuck Rock for the Sega Genesis. Uh, this game came out also on the Super Nintendo. It was originally for the Amiga. It's been on like a billion different systems. Uh, it's actually an Amiga port. But Michael Thompson requested the Genesis version just because he was a Sega kid. So that's what we played. Uh, real quick, it was 1992. It was published in the U.S. by Virgin, but it was actually made by Core Design. They never published before. This was their first time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and they touched it for the very first time. Um, but no, developed by Core Design. And it took me a minute to remember Core Design, Core Design. They're the original makers of Tomb Raider. Okay, I knew I'd uh, seen that before. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, Chuck Rock is a platformer from 1992. Uh, Sega Genesis version we played. And I just want to point out that the last game that Michael Thompson 
picked for us to play a while a long while back was um Alex Kidd Miracle World. Yeah. <clears throat> and we didn't poo-poo on it, but I felt kind of bad afterwards because I don't think we quite got it <laughs> the way that maybe uh he would have hoped. Yeah. We'll see if today's any different. I hope so, because we really like Mr. Thompson. So I'm hoping so. Yes. But uh, uh we will give our honest opinions on anything we play as evident by final fantasy <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> i'm kind of uh, mad we didn't get more backlash about that like i i wanted to just that's how little we that's how little we I know. mattered i know <laughs> we if we mattered we would have got backlash we mattered so little that no one cared more that do, we didn't think it was so highly of a do you realize game. do you realize there's not because i looked as you remember from the episode i've not found a published opinion about Final Fantasy VI that was as mixed as ours, and yet we matter so little that nobody cares. That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, when will we? When will they start adding our opinion to Metacritic? You know, we deserve I've, I've to applied. be there. Yeah, <laughs> we deserve to be there, and not. I mean, as a critic opinion, you know, yeah. uh, we deserve it. We deserve it. And where's our Wikipedia page? Huh? We huh? be that review. We'd be that review that who Wikipedia page. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> Somebody get on that. Yeah, we can't start it ourselves. No. I've looked. I've, I've looked into that. Where I'm going to add us the greatest Wikipedia page ever. We should ask Derek about that. <clears throat> yeah, Derek will know. Um, but yeah, so we played Chuck Rock today. Trevor, I had obviously I'd heard of this game, and I think I remember seeing it because the cover art was, it was very familiar to me. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure I had seen it before, like in stores and stuff, and was always very curious about it because the cover is very colorful mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's very curious. But I never really played it when I was younger. I can't. Uh, did you ever play it before? Have that's a great English. Did you ever yeah. play it before? So just like you, the cover and the name were super familiar to me, and also yeah, the the uh, the well the cover you just said that. <laughs> So what I think it is, is I must have seen this and thought about renting it like a hundred times, but I never did. It doesn't help that I feel like there was like five different caveman games around this time. Yeah. Um, Cavemen were big. Yeah. My quintessential caveman game was Big Nose, the caveman for the NES, which is probably not considered one of the better ones, but that's the one I grew up with. When I think caveman, I think... um, Caveman games? Yes. Yes, for sure. We played that a lot over at your house. We We haven't covered that for the show, have we? I don't believe we have. God, we have to do that. Sorry, go ahead. Well, we don't have to. We have to. <laughs> but, but we do have to. Uh, but also Adventure Island, because it's a little bit of a... like it's. A, it, it's oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's necessarily a caveman, but he definitely seems like he's early man or something. Yeah, uh, he's like the next step up from a caveman. Yeah. He's, after they learn to chuck rocks. He, he, he's the step two of that uh, Darwin's chart that you always see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... Uh, so, yeah, yes. looks for short. I don't... Yes, I ever played it. I just remember seeing it. Yeah, same. But we both have played it today. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for this, Trevor. So graphics, let's get into it. <laughs> Inside baseball, just, I just can't help myself. <laughs> We promised our producer, Chris, the lovely Christopher, um, which I'm sure he loves being called that, that we're going to start giving him better breaks, like pauses in between segments, Yeah, because we so really e- sucked at it. 
so they're easier to find. Yeah. So we just had a really long pause and we're staring at each other and it was hard not to laugh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, graphically, Trevor, I thought that this, if I saw this game, like just randomly out in the wild, you know, in the old days of the kiosk and stuff, mm-hmm. it's bright, it's colorful enough that I definitely would have stopped and at least watched it play through or want to try to play it. Mm-hmm. It's that colorful. I think graphically, this game looks pretty good. The colors really pop. Um, oh, by the way, I played the Super Nintendo version just to compare it. And uh, the colors really pop on the Genesis version. And I actually feel like it looks better on the Genesis because it just fits the Genesis so much. Like the colors pop sort of like the original Sonic the Hedgehog almost, I would oh, well. say. Yeah. Um, the Super Nintendo one just, just uh, I know Michael Thompson didn't ask us to cover both, but I like to go above and beyond. It has more uh, details, like there's floating clouds and like parallax scrolling in some of the levels. But for some reason, I think it just fits the Genesis better. And yeah, I just love the colors of it. Um, that title screen is pretty cool. Uh, I guess that would be graphics. The, uh, yeah. the rocking out, you know, um, which <laughs> it introduces you to a bunch of characters, but really none of those are even in the game, I don't think. Well, spoiler alert, I didn't get far enough to build a tail, but uh, I do... As a as a man who loves dinosaurs, uh, this game really appealed to me because a lot of the things you're fighting are dinosaurs. So a lot of your enemies on the screen are dinosaurs or dinosaurs uh, related. Are you hearing that thing pop up when it pops up? I'm not, no. Okay, good. I'm sorry to stop our show for that, but uh, <laughs> uh, the things... Stop nothing. We're still recording. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'm, I mean, uh, I'm just breaking the... Breaking the flow, but uh, where was I before my computer decided to pop the, up? The dinosaurs' enemies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, as a man who loves dinosaurs or a person who's always loved dinosaurs, that part's really cool. They're all colorful. Um, some of them are kind of strange, but they're yeah. still but they're still dinosaurs. And uh, th- this game does a really good job, I feel, of really setting the stage and the feel of being a caveman in prehistoric times. Yeah, the. The, I love the, it's got a little bit of charm to it, a little bit of unexpected charm. Like um, there's these little tiny dinosaurs who look helpless, but then they get close to you and they have like massive jaws to try yeah. to eat you. Um, some of the dinosaurs like crack out of eggs before they come to get you. Um, and there's like snakes or different things, lizards, I think, yeah. that you can whack on the head and they become platforms, like some, they roll out their tongue. Yeah, some dinosaurs actually help you like, one of the early levels, you actually get to ride on the back of a, a brontosaurus or whatever it was, a long-neck dinosaur. Oh, yeah. So it, that's pretty cool. I really enjoyed that, and all these things look awesome. They, I think you cannot fault this game for how it looks, especially in 1992. This game mm-hmm. looks pretty dang great. Probably the worst thing you could say about the graphics is it's a little generic caveman, but there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. I mean, it's bright, colorful graphics. It's done well, even if it is it's generic. It's done well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I really don't have any complaints about the graphics. It also runs smooth. And again, it's, it's got more going on with Super Nintendo, but it just fits the Genesis better. So I, I think I would give the edge of Genesis uh, graphically too on this one. Yeah. Um, anything else you have to say about the graphics? Because, uh, spoiler alert, I have quite a bit to say about the gameplay on this one, which is good because this would be a really short episode otherwise. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I'm good. But uh, before we get into gameplay, music and sounds... Let's get 
Into it. Into it. Now, Trevor, I found myself kind of digging the tunes of this game. Yeah. Uh, they're very... What's a good word to describe the music in this game? I was trying to think of it. It's sort of funky. It has character, I would say. It's ca- like it's, it's not super generic. Oh, if, all right. So I feel like it's something that maybe like the. <laughs> all right, this is a big leap, but like if the Grateful Dead made a <laughs> big game <laughs> soundtrack, I feel like we could, it felt like it was kind of a. Uh, the the soundtrack was done by like a a jam band or something to me. That makes sense. The especially the opening title music that was really cool. And if if you listen, you're right. Like the opening title is like a jam band because it changes a few times if you keep listening to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that appealed to me. And I mean, this is on the Genesis, so I'm assuming the Super Nintendo would sound even better. But uh, on the Genesis, it sounded pretty dang good. And I'm not necessarily a guy who likes that type of music, but I thought this did a really good job of giving this game more character because like you said, it looked a little generic caveman, but if you read into Chuck rock and the story of Chuck rock, they're trying to set a stage of not taking itself too seriously at all. Right. And I'm glad you said that. Cause I meant to read for the manual. Do you want me to just save that for the gameplay section? Kind of the story of the game. Yeah. We'll save that uh, for then. If we remember. <laughs> yeah. I'll pull it up. Hopefully I remember. Yeah. The, the like I, I mostly played Genesis version because that's the version we were covering, but I don't I think the Super Nintendo music was a little different. I won't I won't compare them directly though. I don't know if it's better or worse. It was just a little different. Um, but yeah, I, I can't place any of the music right now, but again, this is the first time we ever played the game. It can take a while for music to stick with you. Yeah. Um, but I liked it. Like it I didn't love it. Um, like I wasn't like, oh man, I gotta go YouTube this music. But oh yeah, I didn't think that either. But it was a little better than I expected. I'll give it that. That's what I'm. I think that's what I meant. Yeah. When I, you know, when you're going to play a game called Chuck Rock, you're not thinking, oh, this music's good. Like it just wasn't something yeah. I was expecting. So I would say the music is definitely better than expected, and the game honestly looks better than expected. So mm-hmm. only thing this needs to be a retro blister prove, Trevor, is for it to play well. You know, that's the only thing it needs. Uh, so gameplay. Uh, let's get into it. Trevor, read us the story behind Chuck Rock. All right. Well, the story, the title is. Do us very dramatically, please. All right. Here's the title. Save Ophelia from Gary. Oh, yeah. So, Johnny, from what you played, would you have guessed that's the title of the story? Okay. Nope. Not at all. I don't remember who. I don't remember even seeing uh, Ophelia. Was that the name? Yes. Don't remember that name at all. At all. Coming up. Ever. So uh, here's why, because I'm pretty sure the game has zero story, at least not till the end screen. If yeah. you want story, it's 100% in the manual. <laughs> so here you go. If you read the manual, you'll know. <clears throat> Chuck, your typical caveman slob, is slouched in his comfy sewn chair, glued to the TV, drinking a can of his favorite beverage. All right, Trevor, stop. Reweed that, but put my name in there instead of caveman. <laughs> All right. Johnny, your typical caveman slob 
is slouched in his comfy stone chair, glued <laughs> to the TV, drinking a can of his favorite beverage, Sprite Zero. Yeah, see, that's how it makes sense to me. Yep. <laughs> this seems like any other day in Johnny's life. Even the aerial bird, which serves as, as Johnny's TV antenna, is getting bored with the same old thing and can't help but nodding off to sleep. Ophelia, Johnny's wife, Ooh. is going about her mundane daily chores, hanging out yet another load of laundry. However, unknown to her, the day is about to change. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> you, might regret, you might regret me changing the name to you. But I already do. <laughs> As, <laughs> I'm just going to read it from a child's game from the 90s. As Ophelia bends down to take some laundry from her basket, evil Gary Gritter, a longtime admirer of Ophelia, Uh-oh. sneaks up behind her with his club raised. Just as she hears something moving about behind her, down comes the club with a thud. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so this is an actual photocopy of the printed manual. And I'm not kidding. It's thud, all caps, exclamation point, exclamation point, at signed, exclamation point. <laughs> they actually typed their own key. <laughs> I swear to you, that's hilarious. <laughs> wow, okay. Johnny, startled by the commotion outside, lifts his overweight frame from the comfort of his chair to do some investigating. <laughs> then remembering that all of his clothes are... Oh, gosh, this is great crap. Then remembering that all of his clothes are in the wash, he covers his pride with his hands before venturing outside. Yeah. Only to find no Ophelia, just a rumpled pile of laundry and fresh tracks where something or someone seems to have been dragged through the dirt. A little bit embarrassed by his current state of dress, Johnny dashes behind the nearest bush and emerges wearing the latest in designer leaf and twig pants. Now Johnny begins a search to rescue Ophelia. Oh man. Yeah. Anything so that's laying des- around naked. Yeah. Anyway, anything that describes the person that fit me to a T. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a bit rough, but you know, that's obviously a caveman trope where they would take a woman that way so uh but man it's not it's not very modern no not at all uh but i I suppose that fits but that's the story about chuck rock which i got none of that play in this game i didn't know that was anything to do none of that in the game you don't even know you're rescuing anybody right yeah until the last screen and don't let me forget uh to uh to tell you how it ends yeah because i don't i don't know how it ends I also didn't know what my motivation was as this caveman, but now I know. Now I know. (laughs) So the gameplay is a standard platformer going left to right to finish a level. There's only five levels, but each one is divided into anywhere from, I think, three to five sections. And a section, uh, the good news is each section can look quite a bit different. Like you might be underground in one section and emerge above ground in another. Um, so, you know, but fight basically five long levels, there's no save feature. I didn't find any kind of a password feature. I did find a level skip code, but as far as actually like a password save, I didn't find anything like that. That level skip code, by the way, is one of the most ridiculous codes <laughs> I've ever yeah. seen. Literally, I want you to hit A, B, punch, left, right, uh, hold uh, your finger up your nose. Yeah, uh, spin around uh, three, four times. Uh, yell, London Bridge is falling down, and push the ABC button at the same time, and then you can skip yeah. the button, and then you can hit more buttons to actually skip to the next level. Yes. So I entered it 
and I couldn't believe I got it the first try. I honestly thought something went wrong. Like, how did this happen? And then I started skipping levels accidentally because once you enter it, you can skip them pretty easy. But I was like, I'm never going to be able to get this. I don't even want to try. And then I got it first try. It was a miracle. Um, <laughs> but the the I guess the thing that said, okay, we're going to get an elephant out of the room in a minute. And by elephant, I mean two stupid podcasters. A woolly um, mammoth. Yes, a woolly mammoth. But sort of what sets this game apart, well, you're, you're a big fat caveman, as the story explains. So you don't, there's no run button. You don't move super fast. You can't jump super high. This is not Mario. But you are more nimble than you would expect. You're not like a meathead just walking around. And I did think before we discovered the other thing that we're going to talk about, but his only attack is with his stomach, like just kind of protruding his belly out a little bit. I felt yes. like that if I was a character in a video game, that would be my attack. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And since you brought that up, and I hate to sound negative right off, but that's very, probably my... Has a very ahead. short range. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. That <laughs> honestly is my biggest negative with the game. His belly attack really kind of stinks. Yeah. Like, it's such a short range that you got to almost just get right up in enemy's business to hit them, and then half the time they hit you. Yeah. It's a really terrible main attack. I did discover by accident that if you jump and hit the button, you do it's like a little, a little kick. Yeah, like a jumping kick, and it's much better. But the belly bounce is kind of like the signature move, and I don't know, it's, it's super lame. Um, yeah. Yeah, to the point that in the sequel, which also, I really went above and beyond. I actually played the sequel for a few minutes. Uh, Chuck Rock 2 Son of Chuck, I think is what it's called. <laughs> and you actually play his infant child, and they got rid of the belly bounce because I think they knew it sucked, and he has a giant club instead. No, so that makes... I bet that's a little easier to use. It's much better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's your main attack is the belly bounce, and it's honestly very bad. Also, you do have the jump kick, which is not great. I mean, he has little stubby legs, but it's okay. But, Johnny, uh, why don't you explain your experience with the titular move of the game? Yeah. So, first of all, I thought Chuck Rock was just the name of the character. Right? <laughs> that was my first thought. Like, that's just his character, right? Until I got to this one part, was it the second part? Like the second quote-unquote yeah, level like, you play? Uh, you get, five minutes of starting the game. Yeah, it's very early in. Uh, I came to this part where I couldn't figure out how to get past it. Like there's this dinosaur that's on the ground. There's two arrows pointing down to this dinosaur. And I was like, I don't, what, what do I do? So I tried belly, <laughs> hit him with my belly, nothing. Yep. Uh, you could jump on his tail, but nothing else would happen. Uh, I couldn't figure it out. I was getting really frustrated. And I tried everything. Like, I hit every combination of button I could think of near that dinosaur. And nothing was happening. Uh, to the point where I got so frustrated, I was like, there's no way I'm going to stop playing a game five minutes in. Then I looked up a YouTube video. <laughs> and this guy who beat the game in, like, less than 40 minutes, by the way, this person, Letty or man, whoever it was, uh, the very first thing they do at the beginning of the game is pick up a rock and throw it. And my brain just went, oh. <laughs> so uh, that's what the thing that kind of sets this game apart a little bit is there's rocks just littered throughout this game, and you can pick them up and throw them against enemies. They can protect you from other rocks, from falling objects. They can also uh, help you get to other platforms and stuff. So it's actually a vital part of the game is being able to use these rocks. And it kind of is a, 
and I mean this very lightly, a very, very light puzzle uh, puzzle type uh, a solving type thing to the game too. Like, how can I get to this area? Oh, I can throw this rock this certain part, and bam, there you go. Johnny, I just want to point out that the title of this game is Chuck Rock, and it took you that long yeah. to get, figure out you could pick up rocks. Yeah, I'm a big dum-dum. But me, however, you know, being a college-educated man, yeah. I did the exact same thing. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck is going on? I actually looked up the manual to the game. Like, what are the controls? Okay, B is belly, jump. I'm like, wait a minute, pick up rocks? Oh, my God. So, yeah, down and B. There you go. I'll save you all a lot of time. Yeah, down, down and B, and B. Picks up rocks. I did the exact same thing. I thought I was stuck. So, yeah. you jump on that dinosaur's tail with a rock in your hand. You throw the rock on its mouth, and it'll flip you up to where you need to go. <laughs> yep. And I'll say the rock makes the belly bounce a little more forgivable because it is another way to attack enemies. Yeah. But it's not like there's rocks everywhere. Sometimes you won't have a rock. And, and they're th- you can only carry one at a time. And they're also thrown at a at an angle, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, like you're not just throwing them straight out or anything like that. They're the curve. They have a trajectory. That's the word I was looking for. The best thing about the rocks to me is if you carry one, the flying enemies will die when they fly into you. Yeah, that that's the best part. Yeah, um, they're they're really good protection. The uh, and speaking of ro- the rocks, the first balls is beat by throwing rocks at it. Um, you just have to throw a rock at it like ten times, something like that. And that gave me hope that the bosses would have like different unique ways to beat them. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. But I just thought about this. I was a little disappointed that all the bosses that I fought are pretty much just go and hit them like 15 times. Like it never really changes from that. But, you know. Um, so I'll go ahead and say I did see a book of the game. I played it legit to the... Oh, I guess honestly, it was just the second level, which, like I said, each level is broken up into sections. And then I started using the level skip code, which, like Johnny said, it's not the easiest thing to enter. Um, but I ended up seeing most of the levels that way. And you start off like in a traditional jungle. There's a there's an ice level, which is like caves and stuff. Um, and I'm there. There's a water with level with water. To be honest, they're not like super distinct. That's why I'm having a hard time. The main thing that changes from level to level is the number of enemies coming at you at a time. And I kind of have mixed feelings about that in platformers where the main challenge is, okay, now there's twice as many enemies coming at you. Because <laughs> think about the best platformers. Uh, and I, we got some more good stuff to say about it, but I, I just had this thought. Think about the very best platformers that have ever come out. Super Mario World, you know, the Sonic games. They never really make the games harder by just bombarding you with enemies on the screen. Like right. That's not the challenge. <laughs> and that's kind of what this game does. And a lot of platformers from this era did that. Beauty and the Beast, is, Roar of the Beast is the worst we've ever seen for that. Oh, yes. Like, the whole screen was a sea of enemies. Yeah. This is not that bad. But, um, for example, I, <laughs> after I beat the, or made it to the second level, I ended up skipping through quite a few levels just playing as much as I could. And by the fifth and final world, uh, or even the fourth one, there's just like six enemies at a time, just boom, bam, 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 bam. It's almost just like a survival, like a war of attrition. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. that It's not my favorite way to add challenge to a game. Like, there's not really a lot of difficult jumps. It is still a platformer, but 
and there are jumps, but mostly it's just figuring out how to do jumps without getting hurt. Like, did you ever come to these thorny bushes yes. and have a hard time getting over them? Yep. <laughs> and so the best I could figure out, there's these areas you just can't jump over them. You can't jump high enough. So I thought the trick was to put a rock on the edge to give you more height and then jump, but I still got hit. So I think what you're actually supposed to do is throw a rock in the middle of these thorny patches and then jump on the rock and then jump. So that is kind of a little light puzzle element. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I just went the other way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's times you can go different. It's not maze-like, but there's times you can go kind of different ways to get through yeah. a level. There's a lot of verticality, like, and not in an annoying way. I'll, I'll give that as a positive. Like, it's not like, oh, my gosh, I just want this level to end. It's just there's usually several platforms you can go on. If you don't like this, you can try a different one. And I kind of appreciate that. Yeah. Like, if you don't want to deal with this flying enemy, then just drop down a level and deal with the spiky bush instead. <laughs> yeah, I I saw what – I got to level two as well, and then but then I didn't really see very much of the other ones. Um, from the layout of the levels, do you think that it gets pretty – fun or do you think it just they all look similar to the first one layout wise i think it does a pretty decent job of switching it up like i think that yeah i think the level layout does a pretty decent job of switching it up it never goes full generic i think the worst thing i'll say about the level design is instead of like upping the difficulty of the jumps or the intricacy of the level layouts instead it never really gets more complex and what they do is just bombard you with enemies yeah like that's really the only way it gets harder and that's the biggest knock probably against it, but I think the level design is pretty good. And I think each one, it looks different enough. And um, you're constantly coming across new animal buddies to ride that are pretty cool. Like there's a big turtle in the water level. That's really cool. He's going to say turd. Yeah, big, big old turd. turd. Just drop a deuce. <laughs> um, and the bosses, despite the fact that all you do is punch them all in the face, or actually you can't punch in this game, kick them in the face or belly bust them. They pretty much are all the same in that regard, but they all look pretty cool. Um, I do want to talk about the final level and final boss a little bit after we talk about everything else, but um, we kind of mentioned in the graphics, but I feel like there's a little bit of unexpected charm with how the game plays, like just the way some of the enemies work. Um, yeah, I mean, this game's in a weird place for me because it's somewhere in between a bog standard mascot platformer of the era, which were frankly a dime a dozen. It's somewhere in between that and a true hidden gem. Yeah. Like as far as the gameplay, like it's not those, I would not lump it with those crappy generic platformers, but it's not quite, you know, up there with the big boys either. So it's kind of in this little quirky place. Like, is that how you feel about the quality? Yeah, I would agree with that too. Uh, it's it's most certainly not Sonic or Mario level uh, when it comes to how the game plays or feels and such, uh, but it's certainly better than well. I mean, Bubsy's easy fruit, but it's certainly better Beauty than a Bubsy or Beauty and the Beast or something Auro like monsters. that. Monsters, yeah, it's better than yeah, Auro Monsters. Genesis. Yeah, there's a uh, lot that we played. So I think it's kind of in the middle there between mediocre and good. I think that's where I would put it, um, but. Yeah, I agree with you there. It's this one felt this one is strange for me, especially when we get to our scores here soon. Just because I I don't know how I don't know how I feel about it. And yeah. uh 
I don't think I'm alone in that. I think you're kind of in the same place with me there. Yeah. Yeah, because I wanted to play long enough to know how I felt about it. And I think maybe my opinion did improve a little bit as I went. Well, first of all, I realized you could chuck rocks. That really helped. Yeah. I do genuinely feel stupid about that. But it doesn't, unless you realize the name is a clever pun, it doesn't really point it out very much. There's just a rock kind of hidden in the bush. But anyways, yeah, the – it is kind of hard to know how to feel about it, but I think my opinion improved a little bit as I played more. And usually using a level skip code isn't the best way to like really fall in love with the game. But I tried to play it long enough, legit, you know, got a game over and stuff before I started doing that. And I, and I mostly did that just to see, does it kind of fall apart? Because some of these games honestly do. And I don't think this one does. I think it stays pretty solid all throughout. If you're okay with really, I'll be honest, the enemies are really, pretty cheap like and when there's so many of them it's just kind of like like i said you just try to survive without dying yeah my pro tip would be almost always have some sort of rock above your head yeah yeah and don't depend on the belly like i would use the belly and i would always kill the enemies but i was getting hit at least 50 percent of the time (laughs) that's like the title of our autobiography don't don't depend on the belly (laughs) that's our problem we have depended on the belly too yeah way way too much (laughs) you know there's a saying and it's crude so i won't say it but men think with their you know what's I think we we definitely think with our bellies. I mean, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I but, go for the belly first before the other part. Yeah, uh, as because that's why it's way bigger. <laughs> grows more. Yeah, it yeah. most certainly grows more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> well, um, it's way easier for at my age now to get it bigger, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Trevor, I'm very curious about this last level, so let's let's go ahead and get into that. Okay. So the last level, I can't remember, it's called Boneyard. It's something bone. And in this last level, all the dinosaurs are either dead or dying. And it's honestly pretty sad. Like, you know how there's like dinosaurs that don't really hurt you in the game? Yeah. And like there's eggs and stuff. Some of them, some of them actually help you. Some will actually help you. In this, like they're all dying, even the ones that look like they would be friendly. And it's really kind of sad. I took some screenshots. So I'm going to share them on our social media. So wow. follow our Facebook and Instagram. That's depressing. It is. Actually, I'm going to show you now. Um, Did you uh, you remember that show Dinosaurs, Trevor? It was the puppet dinosaurs. It was really big yes. in the 90s. Do you know what the finale of it was? Oh, yeah. Very yeah, similar yeah. to what you're saying now. They all know they're going to die from a giant comet coming down. Here's when you come across. Oops. Here's when you just come across. Can you see that? Yeah. Oh man, it's on its back. Oh, that poor thing. Yeah. Yeah. And here's and here's just a few screens ahead. There's two in this picture if you can see them, and they both are just super sad looking. Yep. Oh man, that's just really depressing. Yeah. And like some of them that that are enemies that don't look like they're dead yet. Uh. Like you kill them and they turn into devils. So like I guess they're supposed to be dead already too. Like it's kind of depressing. So the last level is basically it doesn't explain why all the dinosaurs are dying. It's not even part of the story. I guess it's just supposed to be during that time when all the dinosaurs died off. Wow. It's it's supposed to be a joke, I guess. Not the mama. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be a joke, but it, it comes off a little depressing. But the final boss, I also took a picture of that. Uh <laughs> is a t-rex with a crown and punching gloves I see. yeah yeah <laughs> he's the king man 
And you still win by just hitting him in the face, but it's a pretty cool final boss. But I want to read the ending. Please do. All right, so spoiler alert for Tokarov from 1992. First of all, it just shows the the T-Rex dead. Knocked out. Yeah, knocked he's out. knocked out unconscious. And here's the ending, and this is all the ending. After this is just credits. I like how you went right to dead, and I said he was knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> he has stars above his head. I think you're right. But why is he just knocked out and all the dinosaurs are dying? So it's kind of sad either way. Congratulations, Gary is crushed. By the way, the dinosaur's name is Gary. So all he wanted was to love that woman. So the dinosaur, the giant dinosaur, by the way, who is who, who towers above your character, is the one yes. who wanted your wife? Yep. Okay. All right. I didn't even understand that from the, the story either. Uh, so congratulations, Gary is crushed. I guess he never had the stomach for it. Chuck can now, oh, sorry, Chuck cannot. Right, so this is, again, Child's Game, 1992. Chuck cannot wait to get home and out of his leaves and take a well-deserved vacation. So leaves meaning clothes. Yeah. And uh, then also on the screen is his blushing wife. So I'll just leave it at that. Oh, she's very attractive. <laughs> Actually, she has an incredibly weird-looking head. But... <laughs> <laughs> so some not so subtle hints there that he's going to go get some caveman love no oh, yeah um, they're going to netflix and chill yeah <laughs> and that's the ending what a weird little story for a game that doesn't even have a story unless you read the manual what a weird game right like it's just yeah. a yeah odd little game yeah odd little game yeah man it, it kind of makes sense that it was an amiga game like i feel like i can respect that and i think that's why it fits on the genesis as well as it does yeah because they share some spirit. They, they, they definitely do. Uh, anything else we need to talk about before we give our scores here? There really just isn't much else gameplay-wise. Um, I'll quickly mention that I played through the first boss uh, into the second level of the sequel, which, by the way, is not on the Super Nintendo. The sequel is Sega Genesis and then Amiga and a bunch of other systems. Um, and... The sequel, because he has a club, I think is just more, it's probably more fun. Yeah. Um, also, the graphics are really impressive. Like, even with the Genesis, there's like scrolling and there's like lightning crashing down in the first level. Um, we probably won't, unless somebody wants us to, like, you know, a patron or something. But I kind of wish we'd covered the second one too, in a way. But, anyways, I think the second one's worth checking out, um, especially if you want to check out the first one, also check out the sequel. I didn't know there was a second one, but yeah. yeah. But uh, our final scores, let's get in. Ooga booga, yep. Well, Johnny, um, do you want me to go first or do you want to? I'm very curious what you're going to say. I don't mind. I've been back and forth a lot, but I went on a little walk with my son, which I've tried to be doing here lately. Kind of a healthy thing to do, but it was really cold. All that to say, I think I finally cemented my score while I was on the walk, and I feel pretty good about it. Because I take these things very seriously. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, <laughs> we, and, we have integrity, if nothing else. Yeah, because I'll be honest. When I was first playing, I think I was going to be a little too harsh on it. It's like, oh, my goodness, another one of these platformers where they just throw all the enemies at you. And you just kind of survive the level, then move on. 
you know, why can every platformer be as good as Mario World or this or that? Kind of old grumpy man mentality. But then I played some more and some of the little charms started getting to me. I'm like, I started noticing, you know what, this is a really good looking game. I really love the colors in this game. The music's good and and the bosses aren't very interesting to fight, but they're super cool looking. It's just kind of quirky and it grew on me a little bit. That said, I still don't think it's a masterpiece. But I do think it's kind of the perfect kind of game to have an excuse for us to cover because I'll be honest, I probably would have never played this. If I did, it would just been by random chance. But I'm, I'm glad I checked it out. So I'm glad that uh, Mr. Tompleson uh, picked this. That said, I'm going to go 6 out of 10 because I think for me that represents this game well uh, because it is above average. It's not mediocre. Um, and I could see somebody even going as high as a seven because I think I think it is pretty good. Pretty good. There's the word. I know that's yeah. super high class. I can't quite say, oh, this is a good game, but I can say this is a pretty good game. So six out of ten, pretty good. That's, yeah. that's where I am. I think this game would have been helped if you had a better main attack. Uh, Absolutely. If I you think had a club, <laughs> if, you had a, if, you hitting, if you had a club, I think I would be adding more to my score. And honestly, that's how close – this game is to being better than what it is. And it's a weird sentence, but that's a compliment I'm giving it because yeah. uh, this is this game was way better than I expected for sure. But again, I agree with you. It's not in the upper class of those stellar platformers either. But it's certainly not bad. I, too, am going to give it a six. Uh, it's charm and just how bright and colorful this game is really help it really really help it go a long way it's definitely has a bit of its own it's got a certain weird charisma to it uh that uh makes me glad that we played it and i'll definitely have to check out the second one just to see if i like it more but uh for a game that kind of came out of nowhere for us to play i'm glad we played it and it is retro bliss approved thankfully (laughs) did you give it a score yeah six i'm also giving it a six okay yeah uh, so, uh, it's RetroBliss approved. Uh, Michael Tathapathathan, uh, thank you for uh, making us play this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was mostly a pleasant surprise. Like, it, it doesn't reach yeah. greatness, but it also didn't cause despair. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is a good day for us, frankly, at this point. <laughs> most certainly. <it's>, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I pray for those days. <laughs> so, very grateful. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, but for now, I think it's time for us to roll a beautiful uh, commercial. Why does that bother you? Why does it bother me? So easy a caveman can do it? Well, it's just a commercial. Okay. Well, what if it said um, Geico.com, so easy a therapist can do it? Well, that commercial wouldn't make sense to me. Why not? Well, therapists are... Are what? Smart? My mother's calling. I'll put it on speaker. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Oh, oh man. What a product. What a product. Man, I can't believe I'll smear get, that all over my body. I can't believe we get sponsors like that. They just yeah. love our show. We get such good feedback. Oh, Trevor, special, uh, speaking of feedback, it's time for fan feedback.
uh, I posted this yesterday, I think, and I'm honestly trying to remember if we got any feedback. Are you heading to Facebook or Instagram? I'm on Instagram as we speak. All right. So we'll see if we got any feedback. Right, let me go ahead and tell uh, you now. I've been getting much lately. Uh, I'm going, I'm going, uh, let me do mine first. Right. Uh, there's nothing. <laughs> Before we announce this segment, maybe I should change this. I was proud I'm that I remembered sure it. pretty sure Timmy, yep. Timmy, Timmy came through for us. He's the only one that commented. It's funny, like I posted something goofy the other day, and we had all, all kinds of activity on it. It was real nice. But I asked people to comment on a game, and there's nothing. Yeah, well, that's not what we're known for. <laughs> no. You'll notice even Michael Thompson didn't comment. <laughs> but that being said, I don't know if a lot of people played this game. I don't, think a, lot of, I don't think a lot of people pay us attention, except for when our podcast actually comes out. Exactly. And Timmy Mag just said he basically doesn't have much experience with it, but he's going to play along with the show. Looking forward to seeing what you guys think. Which he did because we uh, he told us about it. Oh yeah. Um, Timmy, I'll go and give his review. It's not an easy game. Yeah, uh, we did kind of leave that out. It's not easy. It is kind of difficult, but I think a lot of that has yeah. to do with the belly bump not being that great of a move. You know what? And people are hearing this probably thinking, well, belly buster seems like a cool move. Yes, a belly buster I think would be a cool move. Yeah. And I played a game where that is a move. And I'm trying. And it's to a great it pizza. It's a fantastic pizza. It is, yes, the belly buster. Uh, but this isn't a belly buster. This is like a little tiny belly bounce. Yeah, it's like a a, a belly ripple. <laughs> yeah. Um, that being said, I think it's time to, to close this thing out, unless you uh, can remember any other segments we ever do. Well, I think I thought of one, and it, of course, is the Bias Quiz. All right. So, uh, I'll go first. Yeah, that's fine. It's always a decision. All right. Uh, playing the IMDb game, of course. All these will be films. And I do mean films. Because mm. these are pieces of art, Trevor. Uh, okay. That I want you to give the Rotten Tomatoes scores for. Give within 5% and you will win it. Um, all these, of course, are... Uh, I feel are cavemen related in some way. Okay. All right. The first one, of course, is... The animated movie from 2002, Ice Age. Uh, 20,000 years ago, Earth is a wondrous prehistoric world filled with great danger. Uh, and this is, I remember really loving this movie. Well, I didn't realize it had been out for that long. But yeah, uh, it has a Ray Romano, a Dennis Leary, a lot of really great voices in it. Um, Trevor, the Rotten Tomatoes score for Ice Age is what? So did you say 5% have to be within? Yeah. Does that sound fair? I think it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. So I will say, I know they kind of ran the series in the ground a little bit maybe, but we really loved this first movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, side I'm note, say, I, haven't, I haven't seen past the third one. Yeah, I know I saw the first two. I'm not sure about the third one. I feel like the critics, like I know it was not Pixar level, but at the same time it wasn't trashed. Uh, I'm going to go, and this is the critic score, so I'm going to go, 79%. Trevor Franklin, give yourself a point. Oh, yeah. 77%. Oh, nice. Very, very All right. good. All right. One for me. Your first question. 
So this was not an easy game to find questions for, so I had to be a little creative. So BC Racers was a kart racer that was actually a follow-up to the Chuck Rock games. Have you ever seen that BC Racers game? Yes. It's got like the, it looks kind of like Mode 7, like Mario Kart. Yes. I had no idea that was a Chuck Rock lineage game. I didn't either. So which of these is not a real racer featured in the game? And these are pretty great names. I made up one. Which one did I make up? You're proud of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, their names are pretty cool. Well, actually, they're terrible. You'll just see. <laughs> so is, is the one I made up. Millstone Rockefeller. Rick Jagger. Stonewall Flaxen. Or Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, by good, I meant terrible. <laughs> so which one is not real? All those Millstone are... Rockefeller, Rick Jagger, Stonewall Flaxen, or Jimmy Hendrix? I'm going with Stonewall Flaxen. How did you know? Yes, that's the one I made up. <laughs> I, I tried to be guess. as bad as theirs. <laughs> you succeeded. I literally just took a lucky guess. Yeah, one to one. This is right. getting be hot. Trevor, number two. This is also another movie that I really liked. 1992, rated PG, Encino Man. Starring Brendan Fraser as the uh, the caveman who gets stalled out, and of course, oh. our own uh, favorite uh, character from Lord of the Rings is in this. That guy's in it, Sean Aston. Yep, yep, he's huh. one of the main characters, and Pauly Shore. This is during the run wow. of Pauly Shore, so this is a fantastic movie. California teen Dave is digging a pit for a pool in his backyard when he happens upon a caveman frozen in a block of ice, and then wow. hilarity ensues. I have not seen this movie in a long time. I'm very curious how it holds up now. But Trevor, what is the Rotten Tomatoes score for Encino Man? I would like to watch this one. I totally forgot about it. I have no idea what the Rotten Tomatoes score is. Like, I feel like it was not a loved movie by critics, but I have no idea. And Brendan Fraser, like, this was before he was kind of in a string of movies that critics really didn't like. And like you said, Polly Shore, I mean, that is not very helpful. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in 1992, I'm not sure what Polly Shore was doing. Man, uh, how would you like your career summed up like that? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I really mean. Oh, I want to say this was not loved by critics, though. Uh, man, I don't know how low, though. I want to go 35%. Trevor, the Rotten Tomatoes score for Encino Man. Keep in mind that I love this movie as a kid. Uh, was 17%. Oh, yeah. I wanted to say a little lower, but I wasn't going to go that low. So this is one that I have to go back and see just to nice. see if it still holds up. I should stick with my gut because I think I remember seeing this on a bad movie list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it probably is. But sometimes those are the best. All right, so that's one-to-one. You can get ahead here uh, just like Chuck did at the end of the game. Um, so two, <laughs> which of these Chuck games did I make up? So these are all games with the word Chuck in them. Which okay. did I make up? All right. <laughs> Chuck Bird Magic Egg. Chuck E. Cheese's Super Collection. Chuck Yeager's Advanced Flight Trainer. Chuckleberry Finn and the Funny Case of the Sea Serpent. Well, all those sound awful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Chuck Bird Magic Egg. Chuck E. Cheese's Super Collection. Chuck Yeager's Advanced Flight Trainer, Chuckleberry Finn, and the Funny Case of the Sea Serpent. Which did I make up? The first one just sounds like it was bad translated into English. Like it wasn't. <laughs> so I'm thinking that you could not have made that up. That sounds like it would be real. Uh, I'm going to go with the last one. 
you got it again. Oh, I made, yes. I made up the uh, Chuckleberry fan. So, yes, uh, Mil- oh, sorry. Uh, Chuck Bird Magic Ed was the Xbox 360 arcade game. Chuck E. Cheese's Super Collection was a Wii game. Chuck Yeager's Advanced Flight Trainer was an Apple II and Amiga game. Yeah. Wow, two to one. I got to get this just to tell you. All right, Trevor, here you go. The year was 1994. The movie was The Flintstones. I saw this. Starring. This is what you've actually seen? Yeah. Wow, stop the presses. We really liked it, but that doesn't mean anything. I also enjoyed it. John Goodman uh, was Fred, of course, and Rick Moranis, who, uh, as far as I I know, can do no wrong, uh, was also in this. And uh, side note. Barney, I think. Yeah, he was. And uh, I remember a huge marketing ploy with mcdonald's for this like yes. it was a big thing oh they had some really cool toys with it i remember yeah. those yeah so trevor mm. rotten tomato score for the first flintstones movie that came out in 1994 oh, we really enjoyed it and i know they kept making sequels i don't think we ever saw those john goodman is great um but i kind of doubt the critics like this movie all i know is we liked it i'm gonna go 30 percent Trevor, the Rotten Tomatoes score for 1994's The Flintstones. Meet the Flintstones is 20%. Wow. Wow, the critics were way harder on these movies than we were. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were dumb kids. Yeah. 1994, I was 11 years old, so uh, very easy you know, to impress. It was probably trying to impress 11-year-olds, though, so I think it accomplished its goal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, I knew it wasn't going out to win Oscars. <laughs> yep. Well, I started strong, but only finished with one. So you've already beat me. This is to crush me. Because you'll be three for three, won't you? Yeah. Yeah. If you make this. Be a miracle. So, Johnny, which of these Chuck board games did I make up? Oh, no. This is your realm. (laughs) So these are all board games. Some are quite old. Some are maybe not as old. Which one did I make up? Up Chuckin' Armadillos. Chuck It Chicken. Cluck and Chuck. The newlywed game, a Chuck Bears production. <laughs> Would you like uh, those one more time? No, it wouldn't help me any. Uh, I'm going to go. <laughs> None of them sound that appealing, but I'll go with B. Chuck it chicken? Yeah. Nope. The fake one was up, up chucking armadillos. I knew it was one of those two. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you beat me two to one. All right. Well, that was uh, Chuck Rock. I forgot the name of the game. <laughs> That was Chuck Rock. It was Retro Bliss approved. Trevor, next time on Retro Bliss, what we got? We got something to plan, don't we? We're ahead well, of ourselves. On, the, on Pocket Reviews, we have uh, Kirby's Pinball Land. For Looking the forward to Game that. Boy. Yep. And then after that. And then I believe we're going to be, uh, I guess we can go and say, uh, with Matt on the uh, Tecmo Super Bowl. That's right. We're going to play some football. And yes, you know, classic football. And you know Trevor and I are really good at football games because we talk about oh, it all yeah. the time. Uh, so stay tuned. Maybe we'll maybe we'll try to sign another copy of another Madden football game. Oh god. <laughs> what a weird show we are. What you yeah, know, we're... what gall do we have to call a game strange? <laughs> I know. What gall do we have? Oh god. So we should have cut it off here. I go with the body functions. What gall do we have to approve or not approve a game? Yeah. Like, yeah. What a bunch of nerve. Yeah, we do have a lot of nerve. But thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us we very much appreciate it uh we hope you all had a great thanksgiving and 
Uh, just thank you for listening. It really means a lot. For Trevor, I'm Johnny. Until next time, uh, remember, um, Chuck, <laughs> remember uh, if if Chuck Rock can get can get his rocks off, so can you. <laughs> I'm glad you're laughing through that because it doesn't need to be heard. Oh man. <laughs>